You are listening to the podcast of Frontline Ministries International. We pray you will be empowered as you listen to this week's message. Are you having a good morning? Good. It's great to hear from you. (laughs) Father, we love you. We love you. We magnify you this morning. Oh, we magnify you this morning. We lift you high, high. We lift you high upon the throne. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we bless you. We bless you in the highest place, Jesus. In the highest place. Because you're honored there. You're honored there. You've been lifted up to the highest place. And we come to you right there. And we worship you right there face to face we come and worship you face to face let's just be on our feet this morning let's welcome the presence of Jesus together welcome them together. Let's everyone just be on your feet this morning. Yes, Lord, we welcome you, King Jesus. We welcome you, the lion who roars. You have a roar. Thank you, Lord. I see you roaring in this place this morning. You're roaring out an anthem. You're roaring out an anthem. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we step into that roar. Everybody just go ahead, just be on your feet. Just be on your feet. Everyone just be on your feet.
about looking back at the face of Jesus as sons and daughters. But the Father who loves us and accepts us and is calling us deeper into his heart. Come on, sing this over your circumstance until there's no longer a circumstance.
Nothing separates us from this love. This love draws us in closer. 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 Closer to your throne. Closer. Closer. Closer to your throne. Closer. Closer. Closer to your throne. We're rising. Closer. Closer. Closer to your throne. Feel your faith rising. Closer. Closer. Closer to your throne. We are coming. Closer. Closer. Closer to your throne. We're coming. Closer.
gazing into your beauty, the beauty of your holiness, in the flow, that river that comes from the land.
the altar of my life, Christ be magnified in me.
with Jesus sitting at his right hand and the Spirit of God moving in the midst and living inside of us. It's our Father. You are worthy. Father, you are worthy, Son. You are worthy, Holy Spirit. as we celebrate communion today and as we're going to hear some testimonies there's uh, two scriptures on my heart pastor mary pat shared um, a message multiple messages but um, one of them from several scriptures and one of the scriptures that we read out was luke 10 and i'm just going to read in luke 10 18 um, through 20 And this was after the 70 disciples were sent out um, in the power and authority of Jesus. It said, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. This is in the Passion Translation. Now you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. And then the next scripture in Romans 8. Verse um, 14 through uh, 17. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join with him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. Let me read that again. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So this morning we're going to hear a lot of amazing testimonies of what God did. 
but it all comes from a place of who he is and who we are. It's amazing to me that the man in the middle of the throne is our father and that we're his sons so that all that he is we become and all that Jesus has we have that that is mind-blowing more than mind-blowing and it's like we talk about the table that the Lord prepares for us and on that table there's every blessing, every inheritance, everything that we need. But the only reason why we can benefit from sitting at that table is because we've been given a seat. We've been given a seat at the table, a seat of sonship, a seat of daughtership, where we belong at that table. When we know that we belong at that table and we sit in that seat, then everything that he has at that table we know is ours. But if we're sitting in a different seat or sitting in another table, then not only will we not inherit what's at the table that Christ has set before us, but we won't be sitting in the seat that he's bought for us, that he's paid for us, that he's provided for us. We won't experience the, the sonship and the daughtership that he has. So as we celebrate communion, we are celebrating oneness with Christ. Christ being the first son and us being sons after him, daughters after him. And when we are sitting in that seat, then all that's at Father's table is ours. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. So we're just going to pray as we take the, if you want to grab the representation of the body and blood of Christ, the elements this morning. Jesus, I thank you so much that you didn't just die on the cross so that I could see healings, although those are awesome and it comes with it. You didn't die on the cross just so that I could have my sins forgiven and our sins could be forgiven, although that's super awesome and super important. You didn't die just so that we could see miracles or your power, your presence go forth in this world. But Jesus, you had a seat at the table in heaven before the beginning of time. And you laid down yourself. You did not consider equality with God to be grasped. You didn't go after that position that you had as son of God at the, the right hand of God. But you gave up your seat at the table for a time and you became a man. And you were tempted and, and you walked in perfection. And you were beaten and injured and brutally tortured. In injustice. And you were killed when you didn't deserve it. And because of that, laying yourself down in that way Holy Spirit rose you up from the dead and not only seated you back in that seat you not only bought back your own seat which you always deserved and never didn't deserve even, even when the Father turned his face away 
You still deserve that seat, but you gave it up for a time. You not only bought that back because the devil tried to usurp the, your authority, but you bought that seat back for each person who declares faith in your name, who bends their knee as Lord, who steps off their own throne and lets you sit on the throne of their life. Thank you, Jesus, for buying back my seat at the table of Father, for buying back my seat at table of, of the table of the Father, that at the end of time, the body of Christ will be married to you, the groom, and we'll, we'll celebrate a wedding feast where we will all be at the table of Father together. Thank you. So we receive that this morning as we take your body, which was broken for us, and we eat it in remembrance of what you did and who you are. And we take your blood that was poured out for us. We drink it in remembrance of what you did and who you are. And we just thank you that we are sons and daughters of a living God, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Brazil. Brazil. We got the, uh, we found the soccer store. Uh, it took us a few years, but we found one that's just around the corner. So uh, we've got some Brazilian soccer shirt models today. Um, quite a few of them. What's that? I don't think it will fit him. Um, I have one, but not, not going to fit him. Um, but uh, yeah, so we are back. Hello, everyone. Uh, back from Brazil. So good to see you guys. It was, uh, it was an amazing tr uh, adventure uh, in Brazil, uh, an amazing mission, just a lot of fruit, and it was good to be back in the country for the first time in almost three years. Um, for those here with kids, we're keeping the Greenlight Missionary kids in with us today so they can you know, just receive from the missions what's being released today. Um, but there are uh, some papers in the back if some of the younger ones um, want to do a craft that we did with the young people in, um, in Brazil, in the communities there. So if you think your son or daughter would do good with uh, working on coloring a craft there and uh, all that, go back there. So I wanted to share briefly, um, kind of kicking off, and then Haley's going to jump in here next. Um, if we have a picture there. Um, but just talking about um, what's going on in Brazil, we have, as you know, we have our worship center there uh, in the City of God community. And uh, here's our team, uh, our, t our full team with Pastor Bill, Pastor Mary Pat, and then our four Brazilian uh, team members. And then we've got a couple extras in there, uh, some young people from Heliopolis and from City of God, and then Eunice on the right, uh, who was our amazing and wonderful cook uh, that helped help keep us going and giving us the physical fuel. Um, so this is actually on the inside of the second floor of our worship center. This is where the plan is to have, you can see it there. Uh, as you can see, it's pretty good size. 
so the lower floor is our worship center that's used on a multiple times a week uh, for different things, for discipleship, for worship, and uh, children's ministry. And then, and then, yeah, if you go back, you can see people hanging out the windows. You got Pastor Bill and Pastor Mary Pat on the closer window. And then myself and who was Inez in the next window uh, leaning out. And uh, so, yeah, so you go up these stairs. Um, and then here it is. We were just kind of looking out uh, over, praying for the Lord to bring in the rest of the little square there of buildings that, as the Lord would provide to uh, buy the rest and be able to develop that worship center even more. Um, but yeah, so they're working towards uh, painting the outside. Uh, we were hoping to get that jump started while we were there, and we got a lot of the things together. Um, and but uh, we are close, and also putting a railing up the stairs. So, uh, but again, it was it was awesome to see that finished, and got to go in there and see it. Uh, they're still uh, working on getting the stairs from the inside going up. Uh, and then as that's finished, uh, we'll be set and good to head towards a third floor, uh, which would be awesome, too. So uh, we will. Yes. So as I said about the first floor, worship center, and, the, you know, we have uh, kids there and stuff. The second floor, the goal is to move Bendaseo in there, which is the pajamas and shirts and stuff that we've been doing with, uh, with Inez. And so we're going to put the sewing machines in there and then use people. The plan is to train up people from the community to actually make the pajamas and, and then just to give them another way to make money rather than some of the other alternative ways that aren't so good in the community to make money. So um, that, and then the third story, uh, the hope is to have a place for prayer and worship up there uh, as well as however the Lord leads for, for future teams to use that in ministry. So Haley, I believe, is going to kind of jump us into the next segment of hearing here. Um, but again, we want this to be a time, you know, as you're hearing these testimonies, as you're seeing what God's doing, it's really a time of activation for all of us to say, Lord, you just brought these people into the kingdom. Lord, you can move through me. Uh, and so, so as you're hearing this, it's not just reporting, oh, this is what happened in Brazil, but actually this is what God is doing, and it's something that he's doing here too locally, he wants to do, and we have the opportunity next Sunday to go out into the community. We're going to have our beloved, someone else will probably talk more about it, but I'm just going to put in a plug right now. Uh, we have our beloved Pastor Jose, who's going to be back with us next Sunday to minister here Sunday morning. And then he's going to go with us down to uh, the Southeast Corridor, Skyline Terrace, it's, um, down there to minister uh, as we do an outreach through the afternoon. And then in the evening, there's going to be a special service with Pastor Jose at the Light in Christ Church that we work in right down there in, in the community down there. Uh, and he'll be sharing and ministering, and there'll be some other things. So more details will be coming today and probably Tuesday as well. So in your calendar next Sunday, it's going to be a fun adventure of a Sunday. Here you go, Haley. Good morning. We're all really excited to share about Brazil this morning. It was a wonderful trip. Um, it's kind of weird to sort of kick it off because I don't know where to start. But <laughs> um, we did a lot. We did um, a lot of children's ministry. Here's our, a picture of children's ministry in City of God. There was two communities that we did children's ministry in, Heliopolis and City of God. And so in the mornings, there was four days in a row, Monday through Thursday, 
um, in the mornings we would do in Heliopolis, and in the afternoons we would go to City of God with the same program. Um, big thank you to Jamie McRae for setting up the lessons wherever she went. It was awesome. I keep, I, ever since we've finished those lessons, I just keep thinking about the intentionality that uh, that Holy Spirit put into those lessons, that Jamie put into those lessons, that we didn't spend time with the kids talking about fluffy stuff. Like, we got right down to the meat of it. And there was an intention there because these kids don't live in the best of areas. We don't, we don't have the luxury of spending time in the fluffy stuff with them because they need the meat. They need the reality of who, who the Lord is. And so um, each day, an American and a Brazilian team member paired up to teach. I don't even remember who did what day, so I'm not going <laughs> to do that part, but okay. Oh, they got pictures for it. So Peter and Eric did the first day, which was talking about uh, sonship and how God is our father and being part of that family. And uh, the second day was Hyla and myself, and we went into the whole uh, Jesus coming down to earth, dying on the cross, resurrecting. Um, in Heliopolis, 30 children prayed to give their lives to the Lord which was awesome. Yeah. And, and there was about, I think, maybe 25, 26 there in City of God uh, later that day. So that, that was amazing. I'm so, so over, overwhelmed by, by what the Lord is doing. And that was only day two of the program. So you can imagine we're getting back to, you know, we're, we're kind of winding down after, after City of God on the second day, and we're like, look what God already did, and we still have a whole half a week to go here. And so it was awesome. Oh, that's them, yeah, the intro song, This Big Light of Mine, which I did not lead. So Tiana and Amanda and whoever else, it was awesome. <laughs> the kids loved it. <laughs> um, the third day, which was, oh, great, Josh and Janiel, you guys talked about um, oaks of righteousness, I think, being oaks of righteousness, and what we take into our, into our, like, our, into our system, what do we, what do we allow in, do we allow good stuff in, do we allow bad stuff in, and even just talking about not what we allow in, but what the world has put on us that's not good, or um, that we just, unfortunately have carried because of what the because of the world that we surround in so talking about what it is to be a strong oak of righteousness and and how to ask the lord ask the holy spirit to come in and and clean us up and to to purify all of those areas that need it and the fourth day was tiana and amanda correct yeah tiana and amanda and they uh, did Holy Spirit. Who is Holy Spirit? Fill me up, Holy Spirit, which I actually loved listening in on that message because I kind of took their message and as we went out and did uh, like door-to-door ministry later in, um, later in the time that we were there, later in the week, I actually kind of pulled from their lesson and used some of the same examples and same language and, and led a lot of people in prayer like, fill me up, Holy Spirit. Come be with me. Fill me up, Holy Spirit. So thank you guys for that because it was a jumping board for, for further ministry with adults later on. But it was also very powerful with the, with the children. So Tiana's going to come up later and share some of the more specific testimonies with, that came out of those lessons. But... I don't know who's next. Hi, Frontline family. 
so and share one testimony about uh, one girl in the church uh, Gravidade Zero. Uh, she told me I have anxiety, so please pray for me. So I started to pray for her and hear the voice of God told me Psalm 23. 23. So I declare the word of God uh, up for her and pray and after this she feeling peace she feeling joy and she praise the Lord <laughs> and in the community Cidade, of, Cidade de Deus uh, Peter, Ashley and myself uh, share share about this for Jesus for one little girl and she never hear uh, about this great love and she asked uh, and received Jesus and after uh, we pray for her receive Jesus and she after this she told for us wow I need to tell uh, for my family uh, about Jesus so this is so one time this time it is so precious and so beautiful praise the Lord and she told me I'm going for to the church and inviting my family to come to so praise the Lord <laughs> God bless you guys miss you Well, that was Amanda, and um, she went to Mozambique with us earlier in the year, and uh, she barely spoke any English, so. Um, sorry. <laughs> she, she is speaking much better English than she did when we first met her. Um, she, uh, Christy was even saying, wow, her English, um, it's improved very much uh, since we first met her, so, yeah. No English, yes. No English when we first met her. In Mozambique, she was helping to translate, and then, um, and then, yeah, she said that whole message in English, which was amazing. Am I speaking? Okay. Hi, I'm Yeah. 
Um, and we have a, a picture of Hyla and myself, and uh, there they are. That's Nicole on the far end. She received Jesus um, when Hyla gave her testimony. So, oi, meu nome Tiana, e eu estou muito feliz a ser aqui hoje, e eu amo vocês muito. Just as Troy said, I was, it was such a blessing to return to Brazil. Um, as most of you know, it's one of my favorite places in the world to be. Um, so it was a huge blessing. The team was amazing. Um, just what the Lord did was even more amazing. And just to see the outpouring in the, in the two communities that we worked in, uh, wow. Wow, God. Wow, God. <laughs> God is so good. Um, so during the children's ministry, we did have time of teaching. And then after we had time of teaching, the kids split. And they had a time of soaking. And they had a time of um, crafts. Um, but the soaking time, I just want to say how each lesson, I think, I know, prepared the kids, their hearts, to just lay before the Lord and receive from their father. And my goodness, the things, whew, the things uh, that the Lord, the Lord did during those soaking times for these children was just so beautiful. They, they just were able to just rest in his presence, and it was, an, it, was just, it was a beautiful thing. And it wasn't just like, oh, it's time for us to lay down. We have a crazy lives. We're just going to lay down and rest. But they were literally having encounters from the Lord that were powerful encounters from the Lord. And I believe each lesson uh, that was given about them being created um, by the Father and how he knew them. We, we spoke to them. He knew them. He thought of them even before they were born. He thought of them in the very beginning of creation. That's how much he loved them. That's how much he cares for them. And so I think the children were able to take these things, and when they were soaking before the Lord, they were really experiencing his presence. Um, several children uh, testified to feeling his peace. Several uh, children testified to feeling a touch from the Lord when nobody else was around them. They knew that it was the Lord touching them, the Lord hugging them. Um, several children said, there was a man standing over me, and he said, you are my son, or he said, you are my daughter. And just amazing things that these children were experiencing from the Lord. And the presence of God was just so sweet over them. And it, it lingered, too. Even after we were done with soaking, we had um, one of our young men, one of our jovens, as we say, our youth, that we've known for many, many years. He just came. Almost every, every time he came and just laid in the presence of God because it was so sweet. His name is Gabriel. And uh, we had many opportunities to minister to his heart, speak over him. Um, as he just laid in the sweet presence of the Lord that was there. On the fourth day, um, on the second day, the kids, as Haley shared, they received Jesus, about 30, uh, about 60 altogether, approximately. 50, okay, yeah. And then on the fourth day, Amanda and I had the opportunity to speak about Holy Spirit and who Holy Spirit is and how you can be filled with him more and more and more using the example of a balloon. And as, you, as the balloon got fuller, you got closer to God, and the balloon got fuller, you got closer to God. And we also spoke to them how it's a gift for everybody to have 
uh, Holy Spirit, full, fill, be filled with Holy Spirit, and to receive the gift of tongues. And so um, during soaking, uh, during soaking that, that time, we actually got to just allow the kids to receive that. It wasn't any like, okay, now you have to do this. Now you have to do that. Now you have to do this. We're like, just receive. This is a free gift from Holy Spirit. He wants to give this to you. He loves you so much. The presence of Lola was so sweet. And about four or five kids actually um, received the gift of Holy Spirit, the gift of tongues, as they were just resting in the presence of the Lord. It was so powerful and so amazing to to see it to see it happen to hear them speaking that out to hear them praying that out um and this this young man here uh his name is Ericy and um he was one of the only ones from city of god to actually receive his prayer language but there's an even more amazing testimony with him because um, he did see a vision from the lord he's one of the ones that said he saw a man standing over him and the man said you are my son. And so um, after uh, we went out door to door, um, I was with a group that went to a house and uh, we didn't realize until we were talking to this, this uh, young, this woman at this house that she was actually Eric's mom. And you know how the Bible says unto the household. Well, <laughs> that's Eric's mom, Miriam. That's Eric's father, Manuel. And um, Miriam actually was uh, filled, uh, prayed to receive Jesus, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then uh, Eric's dad also received Jesus. Um, so a couple days later, and uh, we were able to impart to them, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Uh, we were able to impart to them the importance of as a family to pray together, to pray in their spiritual language together, and even their... Um, uh, Eric's father, just the importance of him being the head of the household and knowing Jesus and how Jesus wants the family to, to be strong together in him. And so it was a very beautiful thing um, to be able to see Eric receive Holy Spirit and then unto his household, his family members uh, got saved as well. So, um, yes. And then I, this again is, is Nicole. She actually highlighted gave her testimony. Nicole was kind of hesitant. She didn't want to raise her hand in front of everybody, but she came to us afterwards and she was saying, oh, I don't, people are telling me don't receive Jesus because you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this. And Hyla just powerfully, directly was speaking to her and saying, no, the Lord wants you to do this and that because he's created you for this and that, but you can use it for his glory. And so after Hyla was able to speak into her life, uh, Nicole said, yes, I want Jesus. Yes, I want my life for him. And so she did receive Jesus that night afterwards. So praise. Do we have a picture of all the Jovens meeting? I think we do. <laughs> but oh, yes, yes. Uh, Yes, so, do you want to speak more about that? Josh was with me in the Jovens meeting and was speaking to them about, um, we're going to be using audio Bibles and having small groups, and you can speak on that. Yeah, so um, we met with uh, the, the, the youth, and in addition to sharing Jesus, um, we talked about how we'd like to use these solar 
solar-powered audio Bibles um, that we have, which you guys have seen before in other countries, and start sort of groups where they can come and, and listen to the, the Word of God together. Because realize, like, some of these children don't attend school or don't attend school regularly, and they may not be able to read, and even some of the adults. Um, so to have a, a you know, solar-powered audio Bible to be able to hear the Word of God, and they're in, in Portuguese, so, um, in Portuguese, so um, they were really excited um, about it, and we sort of showed them the device and showed them it's a flashlight, and you can plug your cell phone in, but you're plugging your cell phone into this solar Bible, you better be doing good things on your cell phone, you know, so, <laughs> um, but it, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really, really neat, and uh, it was a sort of a progressive night that night, because we'd have a few, and then a few more added, and a few more added, and a few more added, and uh, so it was really neat, so we're excited to sort of start these, these groups with uh, these listening groups where they can get together and listen to the Word of God. See, see the word of God change the city of God. Amen. This particular message was teaching them that even though they're young, they're still powerful through Jesus. And so that's why Hila was able to give her testimony to share that with them, that this is what the Lord did because I gave my whole life to him. This is what he's done in my life and that he can do powerful things through their lives as well when they know him. So, Yeah, and, and, and you guys can imagine, you know, to hear the testimony of one of their own, so to say, that have lived in the environment that they're living in and just to see the difference that God has made in her life, it was just so so powerful. It's very highless. Um, she, she's coming in her English, so it may not come across in her sharing because she's trying to find English words, but when she was flowing in Portuguese with Holy Spirit, um, there was you know, nothing stopping her then, so... So uh, a few other things um, to add on. Uh, the I'm just echoing the amazingness of of um, the children's ministry time and just the preparation uh, of what was being shared for times where Holy Spirit was being poured out during the the soaking times. And one unique story that I wanted to share. We went out and invited beforehand every day. Just, I mean, we passed out thousands of flyers. I think some kids got flyers five times um, <laughs> because you're like, did I give it to them yesterday? And, <clears throat> and so we went to this one house, and typically the parents just sort of say, yeah, I go with these strange white people to some church that I don't know about and have VBS, you know, in essence, which be a little bit different, you know, in our culture possibly, but this one, this one uh, house we went to, the, the father was sort of like, no, I want to come and see the church and check out where she's going and et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I, I took note of that, that that was unique. And we, we waited a little bit longer than usual to the point where it was after, you know, we were supposed to even start the, the, um, the session. And, uh, and so his name was Dan- Danielle's, the, the child. And uh, so he came, and it was day four, but it was the first day for him. So you can imagine, right, the progression gets to day four. We've shared, you know, sonship, and we've shared salvation, and we've shared, um, you know, the good fruit, bad fruit, oaks of righteousness, and then we're sharing Holy Spirit. And so he's coming in at the tail end, getting, boom, Holy Spirit. Well, (laughs) you know, there was some foundation before that. 
And so during soaking time, as we were praying over the children to receive baptism in the Holy Spirit and, and um, praying in tongues and, and, and the day before receiving emotional healing, physical healing, you know, all of these different things, um, uh, I, I just felt like, well, this, this child is not even saved. And, and so, you know, he needs to receive salvation before he's going to receive Holy Spirit. And so... Um, one of our, our Brazilians, Eriki, uh, led him in a prayer of salvation during that time. And very shortly after, he received um, pray, praying in the Holy Spirit and received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so we were super excited about that and others as well. Um, but then a second group came, and the whole time during the second group, I just had coming up in my spirit, you know, when his father comes, you pray for his father. When his father comes, pray for his father. And so I just assumed I was going to be praying for salvation for the father. And so his father came towards the end, and the team let me know he's here. And I just, you know, went after it in the spirit and with the translator. And, and uh, you know, he, it became very clear that he was saved. Like, he was definitely saved. And they were new to the area, so they didn't have a church yet, per se, and um, they didn't know anything about it. That's one of the reasons why the father wanted to sort of check out the church and the area and what's going on. Um, but then I was like, okay, if I'm supposed to pray for him and he's already saved, then maybe I'm supposed to pray for him to be filled with the Spirit. So I start sharing with him the testimony of a, his son. It's like, hey, today your son gave his life to Jesus. It was like, wow, he got these big eyes. And, and then I was like, and when we prayed over him, he started speaking in tongues. And he just like got these really big eyes like looking at me. And, uh, and, I, and I gave him a real quick, you know, Bible background of what that means and what that is. And he, as I'm sharing with him, he's like, oh, yeah, Pentecost. And, oh, the Holy Spirit came down with fire and tongues and, you know, wind and, and upper and the upper. I was like, okay, so you, you know about this. I was like, have you ever received, you know, th that? And he's like, oh, no, oh, no. Um, so I was like, well, what, you know, would you like to pray? So we prayed. Um, and, and this is uh, Anna, the translator, and myself praying. I, I believe his new name was Lucas, um, praying for him. And then he received um, baptism in the Holy Spirit and, and, and praying in tongues as well. And so his, you know, the father and the son, both, both in the same day, you know, received. So it was just a super cool testimony, similar to the other ones, how it's under the household. And, you know, and God is building up families, not just single individuals, because to survive in uh, the environment you you need you need friends and families. So um, another thing I wanted to share about as well is uh, you know we have school of worship here, and in times of impartation and imparty, well we have a center of worship in Brazil, and so if you don't know our our Brazilian contacts are being discipled um, by Inez and Pastor Druseo and and. Uh, us when we're there and even virtually and you know they're receiving weekly impartations um, through the the live stream and and various things and so there's a lot going into discipling uh, th these um, amazing individuals um, and they're also then discipling others and they're leading worship in the church in the center of worship um, multiple times weekly Saturdays Sundays Wednesdays and um, so we really wanted to take the opportunity to encourage them and build them up in, in, in their faith and also in, in practical areas of worship. And so uh, 
There was a lot of instruments that were donated and some brought that didn't know they were going to be donated and then God said, why don't you donate that? And, you know, so I think they went away with a flute, a violin, which was added to a cello that's already there, um, a ukulele. They have multiple acoustic guitars, an electric bass guitar. Uh, we bought a keyboard while we were there um, as well. And... Is, am I missing anything? So they have more instruments than they have people, number one. <laughs> Hand drums, yeah, they have a cajon and, um, and a drum set at the church that they don't use there. But, uh, but yeah, so they have more in- instruments than they have people currently. Um, and, uh, but they also, you know, they're all very eager to learn instruments to worship, and we uh, talked about a lot of things. But um, this is a little video uh, of John Yell playing the violin. <laughs> Side of this um, center of worship, FMI's Brazil. We had an amazing time of worship this one night, just declaring amazing things over. See it, see it the keyboard was being used there, and um, so, so yeah. And I got to personally spend a little bit of time with the um, we we refer to them as the G7. Uh, affectionately, and uh, sort of have a Brazil-style um, imparty time, and it was just really, really awesome. We just had a really amazing time together, sort of to hash out some spiritual aspects and some practical aspects of worship, and 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 they were, they were just like super thankful, and they were saying how this is so helpful. We don't talk about these kind of things. We don't know how to talk about these kind of things. And so we have some plans to sort of follow up with them virtually and, you know, connect on Zoom or whatnot. And then the last thing I'll share, <laughs> I feel like I've been up here longer than everybody else, um, is uh, we also, in addition to just doing um, the children's ministry, there was many, many other things going on that other people will share. But one of them is we did house-to-house ministry. And we really, this year, um, our leaders pastors in, in Troy and, and, and leaders um, from Brazil had on their heart to really go after people that have started the steps of discipleship but have either strayed some or just need an extra boost and extra encouragement or um, just need to step into the process of discipleship because you realize in an environment like this, in any environment really, you can pray to receive Jesus, that's one thing, but to actually walk out life as a disciple in Christ is very challenging. And, um, and so they need every, everything that the cross has, has purchased for them. And um, so we did a lot of how to house to house, even going to specific individuals. And as our teams went out, we were really trying to be led by Holy Spirit to, you know, who, who do you want us to talk to? What do you want us to say? Not just you know, linearly going, I went to this store, then to this store, then to this store, then to this store, although there's nothing wrong with that. But there was this one house that I went to where I had on, on my heart to go meet this mom that I had met previously. And so I went to this house looking for her. 
I had it strong in my heart to go to that particular house. And I was like, they're like, she's not here. Oh, okay. Well, this gentleman was sitting back on the couch, couch Gustavo, um, who is uh, 15, 14 or 15, I think he's 15. Um, and he was sitting back on the couch, and I was like, well, can I talk to you then? He's like, sure. So we started uh, to preach the gospel, give him the gospel, and um, we have another, Anna and Gabriel, her boyfriend, she was translating, that's Eriki on the, the right, one of our G7 um, Brazilian, FMI Brazilian people. And uh, this, this young Joven gave his heart to Jesus after uh, you know, receiving the gospel. And so we were able to go back and encourage him, okay, now that you've given your heart to Jesus, come to the, the Joven gathering and... Uh, so yeah, a lot going on, just an amazing trip, um, continue to pray into uh, all that, that God's doing in Brazil and support, so. Who's next? We're going to queue up a video from Janyo, and I believe also Eric e right after that. Hey, beautiful family. I miss you so much and uh, I am so happy uh, about uh, happening here in Brazil. God makes any uh, things uh, to other peoples, to healing, to deliverers. So this uh, so encouraged to me and uh, the Holy Spirit opened our mind to receive a new anointing, receive a new power, a new uh, strategy to preach the gospel. So this time so powerful because these things. So uh, I thank you because you come to here and I bless you. I love you and I hope to see you soon. God love you. God bless you. Uh, for me, this trip is so amazing time. I grow in the spirit. I understand better my calling and my, 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 my identity in Christ. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy go out for the streets, uh, evangelize and say, see people saved. I, I love this time in Brazil. I love you, love you all. I miss you so much. Kisses, kisses. Bye-bye. What, what a privilege to be in Brazil with those four, um, having been in Mozambique with them as well. Um, before we go into door-to-door, -door, I just want to share something with you. Um, it's been my heart's desire to really, truly understand the gospel in a practical way, but also in a spiritual way. And this trip, so much came together in that way. And it really started by ministering to the children. And um, the, the, the outline that was given to us was so simple. And it had the entire gospel step by step. And being a visual person, it really cemented this process of discipleship, because the gospel is the process of discipleship, is what I learned on this trip. And so what it did um, during, during the ministry times, and specifically during the door-to-door -door times, is that it allowed me an opportunity to go beyond leading somebody to Christ. 
And we saw over and over again how uh, leaders, seasoned people who, were, who didn't stop at, okay, you've received Jesus. There is another step. There's more. And it was just beautiful to see how more flowed, more flowed. Because I, I learned that being a disciple is not just the process of starting your life with Jesus, but it's being empowered by the Holy Spirit and then going and making disciples of the nations as well. So what a beautiful time. Um, what an illustration here. This is what Brazil was like. Children were running around all over the place. And uh, they weren't quiet like our children are necessarily. Um, however, they were amazingly uh, lovely. And um, so during our door-to-door time, there were uh, two different encounters that we had. Uh, we, we went to a building that was basically, it was like an apartment building. It had multiple floors. Um, City of God is such a unique place. It's like an old abandoned warehouse that people just decided to start building homes inside of, tiny homes inside of. And this little girl on the right, um, in all intents and purposes, she's a latchkey kid. At least that day she was. Just her and her little brother. Her and her little brother were home by themselves. And when we got to her door, we asked her if we could talk with her about Jesus. She goes, oh, one moment. Let me go get my chair. So she comes back with her little lawn chair, she puts it on the stoop of her doorway, and we just start sharing the love of God with her. And it was just such a precious moment. I'm, I'm the secondary person just really watching Ashley, who, let me tell you, is a daughter, a real daughter. Ashley is filled with the Holy Spirit and power, and it comes out when she shares the gospel. And uh, there's a strong anointing there that's really admirable, and uh, we just fan that flame. And these two little girls, the girl on the right, um, she has a little brother as well, I believe. Um, but she just runs the streets. Parents are involved in things that they don't really give her a lot of time. And for her to sit there with us, quietly receiving Jesus, and then also to pray to receive Jesus as well, to me it was phenomenal. I thought it was a miracle that she was so patient. But it was also a testament that Jesus' presence is incredibly peaceful because he's peace. And these two little girls got a super dose of that. Though we didn't see the left, the one girl on the left, I think her name was Sandra, I forget, but um, though we didn't see her a lot, we did see the girl on the right almost every day that we were there. She was there soaking with us. She was there receiving impartation. And it's just one of those things where you're going, this little girl's life is being radically transformed. And not just her life, but her family's life, okay? Because as we were going, we were making disciples of the nations, of this, per, this particular people group. And they were a recipient of that. And there was another family, too, uh, that we were led to the apartment building of. And uh, it had been somebody that Amanda had, uh, Amanda or Hyla had, had been communicating with before. But this woman was six months pregnant, and she came out to the door. And, uh, and what a miracle to bring in children. What an honor to bring in children to such an environment. I think her name is Caitlin, Caitlin. She's a precious woman, and uh, she already had um, two boys and a girl, and she was pregnant with her fourth child. This was very, very taxing on her, and, uh, but what was really precious was her little son, before she knew she was pregnant, came up to her and said, Mommy, 
you're pregnant again. And she's like, no, I am not. <laughs> and he's like, no, you are. And in another time, he came to her and said, mommy, there's two boys in your, ba- in your belly. And she's like, oh, my goodness. So we took that in and went, okay, Lord, you want to prepare this woman, potentially bring in two more, two more children into the world. And so we shared the entire gospel with her many times and tried to overcome some of the initial rebuttals that she had. Um, in my opinion, what we were sharing with her was incredibly precious, but her response didn't seem to equal what we were sharing with her. And so being an American without the language, kind of think, like, does she understand what we're sharing? But the Holy Spirit is reminding me, this isn't about words. This is about being caught by the Spirit and imparting the Spirit of God. And so people receive Jesus by the Spirit. So we went back to her apartment a second time, I think even a third time, and we just continued. And the beautiful thing about her is that, and the lasting impression, the night... The last night we were in, in City of God, there was an incredible outpouring of gifts and love to um, specific people that, whose professions were, um, well, you know, just, they're just not good. And, um, but we, we, just, we just made them a love target. And as we were leaving the, the city of God that night, we were rejoicing. We had overcome. We had an incredible time of worship. You saw part of the video there. Um, when we were leaving, I saw Caitlin. And I just looked into her eyes for the last time. And I said, you know, um, Portuguese is not coming to me right now, so I say it in English. Jesus loves you so much. Jesus te amo. Deus te amo. And I told her, I said, it was such a privilege to be a part of your family, to love you and be so close to your family. And her eyes were just sparkling with the light of Christ. And so I was very assured that what we deposited into her are seeds of the gospel that we will see come about in her family, who's already, you know, we were admonished to, when you see the Lord doing something in a child, stop and pray and bless what God's doing. And so we did that for that little boy or like, this little boy is a seer. He can see. I mean, how many, how many times have we heard in this house uh, a, young, a young child going, Mommy, you're pregnant. And then it happens. Well, that's a prophetic gifting, isn't it? That's a seer anointing, isn't it? That's incredible. So we stopped and we prayed for this little boy and just blessed what God was doing and look forward, really look forward to seeing more of that in the future. Amen. We're just going to give Ashley a moment to to come up. She's queuing up some things. Oh, and and really, you know, I just want to give a shout out to our translators and um, and also the uh, the Brazilians. Um, you know, I remember my first trip to Brazil. Tiana would tease me. She'd say, "You wanted them so badly to understand you. You didn't have any Eng- any Portuguese. You just always spoke in English." I'm like, "They're gonna catch it by the spirit. I just know it." You know, so this year I went back with a little bit more Portuguese, but with incredible, oh yeah, incredible people that are filled with the Spirit of God and, and flow with you. It is just amazing. Um, this is a, a, um, the second Sunday that we were there, and the last Sunday we were there. Um, we got to go with Pastor Mary Pat to Verbo Vivo, which I believe is something like living life, something like that. And... Um, um, 
we were ready to give prophetic words um, before her message started. And each one of us got up and just, just gave a, shared a, a simple word the Lord was doing. And then we just watched as the Holy Spirit weaved those words together into a very powerful call for people to come forward. And so we were pushing chairs out of the way as Pastor Mary Pat is admonishing everybody, six to 800 people, maybe more, to come forward, come forward, come forward. And we're just pushing more and more chairs out of the way and we're going, come, come, from the back, come, come, like nobody was excluded. And what happened as a result was the Holy Spirit began to pour out on people. They were already being touched as they were standing, but then they were coming forward and we were watching people being poured out, the Spirit being poured out. And then we just started going to person to person. And something unique happened in my life, this particular service. Uh, But I've got to back up to the service before, the Sunday before. Um, The Lord was really just speaking to my heart about what honor really looks like and how you honor the Holy Spirit on a person's life. And for me, I was able to step into that in a brand new way this year. And I just really um, I recognized, um, not new, but recognized for what's coming, the Holy Spirit on our leadership. And so I remember just writing down notes about how I'm honoring the Holy Spirit's fire on our leadership. That opened me up to receive uh, a powerful word, uh, our team really, a powerful word that next Sunday night. But then this happened. And what we did, and what I really noticed was we just started going not just from person to person, like Josh would say, not just random doors, but it's like, it's like my eyes were opened to see people. And I just started seeing God moving on individuals. And I would just go from side to side to side. And this particular man, um, I didn't know it at the time, but I saw him. Holy Spirit highlighted him, and I walked over to him. And I just felt like the Lord wanted to do something inside of his belly, like just releasing more of the Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water. So I put my hand on his belly. And I didn't know this at the time, but he later testified. He said, you know, I had two hernias. How many, who's ever had a hernia? Incredibly painful, right? Like you have to have surgery usually. This man had two of them. He said, the moment uh, I laid my hand on him, the hernia healed. And then he got a chance to have prayer the second time and the second hernia, to my knowledge, completely healed. So that man came into a service with two hernias and went out with no hernias. And that was just part of what God was doing as it was an outpouring of person after person after person. We were there for an hour testifying of each, each person. There's maybe 20 or more people up on the stage that just decided to come up. But there were so many more. I mean, people that were being healed of depression, oppression, um, limbs weren't moving because of uh, horrible motorcycle accidents. I mean, there must have been five or six or seven young men who were in bad motorcycle accidents up on that stage being able to walk, run, hop. One man didn't even have a leg from here down, and he's hopping on his foot with his crutch, and he just had limited mobility before that. So powerful outpouring, but it's a testament that there's a covering above us that we operate within, And it's the fire of the Holy Spirit. But we are so privileged to operate under a very, very strong umbrella anointing. And as a result, sons and daughters just start rising out of that. And signs and wonders follow those who believe. Amen. Yeah. Um, I just want, hello, everybody. (laughs) Glad to be back. I just, it's appropriate to say something now since Peter's bringing this up. But this church, Verbo Vivo, um, has many, many churches around Brazil, and we've had a relationship with them for many years. 
it's been a while since we've been back, I think 2017, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because our schedules didn't match. <clears throat> and the way that they operate there, and it's a, a beautiful place, love the people there. They have worship, as most churches do, and then they introduced me, the guest speaker, so to speak, and our team. So our team came up, I introduced them, they introduced themselves. They're standing in the front greeting everyone, and it was split because half of the people went with Pastor Bill to a different church. This is on Sunday, two in the morning, two in the evening. So there's four churches. There's, you know, I'm preaching in two different churches that day, and so is Pastor Bill. So um, it's very interesting because when we go in, we're asking the Lord for an outpouring. We're asking the Lord to do everything, to complete what he wants to do in people. So when the team introduced themselves, it was beautiful, and they just greeted everyone and gave a word that was on their heart. Then I began the message, and Inez was there, and of course she was speaking also about Ben DeSau. And when the Lord just increased, you could feel and sense the fire. The fire of the Lord was so strong. You know, you just get off the stage and you start preaching, and there's no plan. It's the Holy Spirit just taking over, and there's this wild, wild time where it's just like, whoa, in the water table of the Spirit of God is just raising. So there was a call at that point, and it was, let's give our entire lives 100% to the Lord. But that's what the Lord was doing. So everyone was being challenged that way. Where are you with what you've heard? What's God doing right now? What, what is your response to that? So there was this holy fire just being released, and people were pushing back the chairs, as Peter was saying. And I said, Frontline, go out. So we only had, what, five of us or something. And so they started going and laying hands on people. And it was quick. You don't have time to sit there and invest a lot of particular, you know, tell me about your story. No. So they were going out while people, people are coming up. So there was this holy frenzy. It was very strong. The Spirit of God was there, and it demanded, if you will, a response. So this very large church, all these people are making their way up while I'm preaching still, and then, you know, the frontline people who were with us, Peter was one, were going around and touching people. And the Lord was doing whatever he wanted to do. Some of those people came up, and this man was one of them. He came up, and he still had another hernia. Laid hands on him in front of everybody. They could see this, and they could hear the testimony and then he had shared that he had been prayed for. Peter had said something later, I don't remember. But he had said he had had a hernia. And so he didn't feel like that was there. But when he laid hands, at that point, everything disappeared. It was gone. It was just like, you could feel it. And so there was this miracle that was demonstrated in front of everybody. Why this doesn't happen when we just walk around and lay hands on people, I don't know. This happened. It happened that way once when we were in Ghana and we were doing a crusade, a big crusade, and out in a soccer field. And I remember Pastor Bill was preaching the message. I was preaching on healing and deliverance. And I remember praying for just the masses that were there, the number of people that were there, a good amount of people in this soccer field. 
And this lady had a tumor, and this tumor in her chest fell off for others to see. I didn't see it. So she came off or came up to the front. I think Troy brought her up, somebody brought her up to the front to testify about that. And that's what this man was coming up to testify about, not knowing or maybe knowing that he had another hernia. I, I don't know with the language difference because there were so many people on the stage and we were wanting to hear their story at that time. Okay, so back in, in Ghana during the crusade, when this woman came up to testify about the tumor dissolving because of the power of God, and to my knowledge, there was no touching her. It was just the power, it was the preaching, it was the release of healing. Just put your hand on wherever you're hurting. We don't know exactly how this happened for this man initially, other than Peter was directly involved by walking around and touching people. And so he comes up, and then we had another miracle to be demonstrated, which produced other healings. Other people were like, what? Can you believe this? And so other people were experiencing healings out in the church, and some of them were coming forward. It was just like, oh, my gosh. So we've seen this before. The same thing happened to this lady in Ghana. So when she came up on the stage, and I looked at her, and she was blind. Didn't even know it. Why didn't God touch her in the back? He's God. We're not. Put my hands on her on one eye in front of everybody, and she could see. So she testified coming up from the back about this tumor. This is in Ghana, falling down to the ground, falling off, and then she got healed of blindness. And then I believe Pastor Bill, maybe myself, I don't remember this, a while ago, one of us preached again the gospel more people got saved, more people got healed, more people got delivered. So it was like that, a verbo vivo, and in some ways. It was in a church, and we're, you know, it wasn't out in the middle of chaos, out in the middle of a soccer field. But that's the nature of God. And even as we're standing here, I'm going to just ask Peter to just quickly pray over all of you right now, because if you're not feeling well, there's so much testimony here. And so much faith is rising. And I believe the Lord is saying, I want to heal people here, watching, online, or anybody else. So if there's anybody who has any kind of ailment at all in your body, can you just raise your hand? Okay, you have a good crew here. Okay, so Peter can lead out that prayer for healing. And online, the same thing for you. If you want to step in and receive healing, we believe that's what the Lord's doing right now. We're not just testifying to tell you nice things that happened. So this was a full package of what the Lord was doing with the children and adults going into these poor areas, these slums, favelas, very, very dangerous places. It is not just like, well, you know, they have a little poverty. There is every possible wicked thing that goes on happening where the children are just running around right next to it, seeing it, and some experiencing it. Very dangerous place. And the Lord came through with the gospel of salvation, healing, and deliverance. So again, put your hands up in the air so we can pray. And anybody back in Brazil, anybody who's watching, same for you. If there's any change that you want in your thinking, in your body, in any way, and you're saying, Lord, I just, I just want to come, give myself to you, and receive what you're releasing right now, we can take authority over that and then release healing. In Jesus' name. So if you know of a place, put your hand on your body that's hurting, and we will pray a simple prayer and believe the Lord is doing what he's 
been doing all along. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, right now we release the wave of healing that you have put on display on this trip. Just right now, Father, I thank you that you're falling on people from the top of their heads down to the soles of their feet. And right now, ailments are being pulled out of their bodies. Thank you, Father, that you're covering them with your blood. And your spirit is speaking into their body right now, pulling and removing ailments. Father, I thank you that headaches are leaving. I thank you that congestion is leaving. I thank you that body pain is leaving right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that um, sore limbs and joints are leaving right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you are healing depression and an oppression right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that flu symptoms are leaving right now in Jesus' name that all oppression and weakness of the devil is going right now. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that with your wave, your healing, you're bringing a completion right now over each and every person that's here and those that are online. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. So if you can test out, test out what you're asking the Lord for healing of. And if there's anyone that does feel different, just put your hand up in the air because we just want to continue to testify of what the Lord is doing because he is working, he is moving. So we just thank you, Lord. There are hands going up here for those online who can't see them. So we just thank you, Father, that you are moving and you're touching people. So we thank you, Lord, and we also just want to continue to testify of what the Lord did uh, in Brazil with a quick video, and then just allow the Lord in the midst of this video just to continue to fill you and touch your body, fill you up with the faith of him so that we can continue to stand in who he is as healer. So this man had a motorcycle accident and had trouble moving and lifting up his legs without pain for 24 years. She had a spine problem and she couldn't raise her for two months. This man had knee problems for seven to eight years and shoulder pain and was able to lift his arm up. So this happened multiple times where those with knee problems just was able to just start running without any pain. This woman uh, actually came up in the midst of testify others testifying and shared that she felt fire all over her. Um, and so she was, had spine problems and she just could feel the heat of the Holy Spirit just in and through her whole body. When she came up, literally the left side of her neck was just all red. 
Uh, like she said, just the fire of God's here. I could see redness all over her neck, and she had disc problems in her neck, and that's what the Lord had healed, which was what He had just done with someone on the stage. So it was in response to what God was doing. And then this little girl had a headache and some other pain in her uh, body that was healed, a young girl. And this man had a urinary problem for three years and had pain, and it completely left that Sunday when he came up to testify. She was unable to bend her knee for 45 years, and she was able to do it up on stage in front of everyone to testify what the Lord did. Again, more knee and shoulder pain. Wasn't able to climb stairs without pain for six months. This woman couldn't move her toes for six years. <laughs> uh, again, stomach and shoulder pain for six weeks, and she's praising the Lord, raising her arms up. And then more knee pain for six years. metal in both of his legs. As well as screws in his knees. So he couldn't bend his knee beforehand. dislocated vertebrae and couldn't lift and he picked up the man next to him at least three or four times and this man had issues with his knees and his ankles this woman was sharing how uh, she came in and was experiencing depression for a while and she just feels like she can dance now and had everything lifted off of her when she came up and gave everything to the Lord. Just released her body and her mind from everything that was holding her down. Feeling impressed the last six months and then intensifying the last month where she would get to church and her husband made her come today. And then when she came forward and got on her knees, she felt the presence of God and just she felt the word free in her moment. Oh. Heaviness, that oppression, and just the pain in her heart from what I can say. Yeah, so when this woman offered herself to Jesus, he just came and touched her. 
say something this was last Sunday Sunday last Sunday morning so one week ago and to be involved in that to be able to see that to be able to to be part of that is just such a joy because you see the demonstration of the love of Jesus and what we don't want to ever do guys ever is minimize anything like this like well I know Jesus does miracles but he's looking for the heart no 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 this is his heart. He's saying, I love my people so much. I want to show them how big I am. And I want to meet their needs. I want to take care of them. I want to feed them. I want to clothe them. I want to heal them. I want to do all these things because I accomplished this at the cross for them. You step in and let me possess you. You step in and let me take you over and watch what I will do through you. We're just vessels. The Lord says, you are my vessel, and you just go and open your mouth. Know me. Know the gospel. Be able to step in. Don't be afraid. Get yourself out of the way, and I will take over. And that's what he was doing. It was so amazing. One time, you know, I've, I, in Brazil especially, there are many places, or there are some places where there are people who have metal in their bodies. And we've heard testimonies, but we've not actually seen someone with a rod in their body all the way up their leg. This is, this is impossible. And all the people, the pastors, all the people there know these people. This is not something somebody made up. Like, well, they probably planted him there. No, these are, this is a family-friendly church. And so this guy was telling us, he goes, oh, my, this motorcycle accident was crazy. Had all these screws in my knees. Obviously lost half of his leg, but he had a rod all the way up. And he was able to bend his leg. He says, you can't bend metal. So I'm listening to this going, oh my gosh, can you show us? I don't understand that. I don't know what God does. Does he dissolve the metal? I don't know. Does he bend? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but he did it. And he showed it and he demonstrated it. And then we get ourselves out of the way. We've seen creative miracles before. I have actually seen myself praying for someone who has no eyeball who can see. That's ridiculous. That sounds crazy. I've seen it. And we've prayed for years and years and years for blind eyes. People who have eyeballs, they can't see. They're diseased. And you know what? Pray for them, and they can see. Wow. Or they're blind since birth, and they can't see. And you pray for them, and they can see. This is huge. And I remember the day, or the night, where I came across this one gal, 14 years old, and she had just a pulpy, massive tissue at the bottom of her eye because she had had a disease and her eyeball had disintegrated and there was nothing else in the socket. And praying for her, and I asked the Lord, I said, what, what do you want to do in this one? This is different than the other kid next to her who had two eyeballs. They just weren't working. And he's, he spoke to me and he said, you pray the same way. Like, what, what's, what are you asking me this for? I remember this, going, oh my gosh, that's right, you're God. Prayed for her, she could see. 
And we thought we want to test that the next morning because we were in a crazy village. You never know if somebody's saying, you know, she's got two fingers, three fingers up or four fingers up or whatever it is. So the next day she came with her father the next morning at 8 o'clock in the morning. And the father was there and he said she can see. She could see all night. And she's rather stoic. And she's nodding and she's, you know, we're testing her and she could see. Do I understand that? No. Will that eyeball fully grow out? I believe so. We don't know what happened. And you know what else? That same day, that same day, that same night we were praying for her, there was a deaf mute on the other side of the people we were praying for. Went up to that one because the power of God was there. Prayed for him. He could see. He could hear. He could, he could speak. And he could hear. And he said, Jesus. And he came that next morning. And we have him on videotape as well. We didn't even ask him to come. He just showed up because Holy Spirit brought him. That's the power of God. That's what we saw last Sunday. We want to celebrate that. Peter prayed for you to be healed here. You've heard a lot. If you're feeling different in your body right now and you know you've been touched by God, please let us know if you feel that I feel different here. Not going to make you run around or do anything, but unless you want to. But if there's something that somebody had their hand raised before, if there was a difference in your body, just raise your hand and wave it. Okay? Headache or just a, a movement? Knees? What's that? Knees and heels. You're feeling better today? That's great, Angela. Knees and heels. Can you do something? Was it just stiff before? It hurt, but the pain's gone. Okay, when we speak about healing, when we minister healing, the healer's here. I'm telling you. So is there anybody else who has a little bit of a change, Tom? Stiff, stiffness in your index finger. It's gone. It's open. It's flexible. Thank you, Jesus. Mandy. Stiffness in your wrist. Okay, it's feeling better. Praise God. Anybody else? Hey, sweetie. Elijah. A real bad cough? And you're, you're feeling better? You don't feel that there's a tickle in your throat any longer? That's awesome. Praise God. Tiana? Same thing? Okay, no more tickle in the throat. Feeling good? Anybody else? Alona? Or Mariah? Sorry, sweetie. She what? No cough? So there was coughing all the way through and now it's gone? Praise God. That's our healer. Anybody else, Saya? Kind of hard to hear. So can you shout it out, Chris? So you're playing pool and the, and the pool ball smashes finger and there was pain in it and it's gone? That's awesome, sweetie. Whew, I like it. Anybody else feeling something? Mandy? All the flexibility, you couldn't put your palm up, and now it's gone 10 minutes ago, and now on both hands. 
This is a miracle. This is, is this Jesus. Anybody else? Praise God. Anybody else? Gabriel? You had a random headache on Thursday? Can you, can you speak out, uh, Jamie, a little bit? It's hard for me to hear it. Because I'm just giving the reports. Shh, let's listen. Shh, shh, inside voices. Now it's better. Okay, feeling good. That's great, sweetheart. All right. Is there something else? Chest pains, congestion, you were feeling that? And this is Michael, and it's gone. You're feeling clear? Come on. Anybody else? This is good. Anybody else? Want to, and if you're at home, obviously you can't give that report. But speak it out. Like, wow, I feel, I feel better. I can walk around. I don't have a headache. I don't have congestion. So I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing this. And anybody who had any symptoms coming towards them, you know, COVID still wants to come and sneak up and just punch us, right? So we just say thank you, Lord, that even the little sniffles that seem to come and they don't leave, you know, sometimes that seems to go into something that isn't fun, right? So we just thank you, Lord. We just break off any attempt at COVID to come near anyone who's listening to this and in our family and friends in Jesus' name. Amen? So we thank you for this. It was really incredible that day. And we went to another church that night and we had some healings, but there was a wave of healing. It was, it was different. So the Lord is the Lord, and he's, he's going to show up and come where he's welcome, where the blocks that are around in people are moved out of the way, or an atmosphere is shifting. He's God. So it was an amazing morning that we had last Sunday, and I believe he's continuing to heal now too. If you've been touched at home, would you please just put on the comments that there's something that has really changed and we're believing and trusting. When you watch something like this, it's intended to build your faith and say, I want to know this healer. I want to know this Jesus. This is the real deal. This is how great he is. Amen? So Ashley's going to come now. So I get to share all that the Lord did on Sundays. <laughs> um, and so just continuing in of what he was doing like, it's so incredible even just to watch our pastors here, our leaders, our spiritual parents, as they're just laying their life down for the Lord and going after his heart, the continual outpouring of what he does through them and just pouring into these uh, wonderful, precious ones in Brazil. Um, Pastor Mary Pat, I was actually with her with all the different services she was at this time. And so just being able to hear the way that she expressed the same message in multiple different ways at each church of just going after the Lord, knowing the armor of God, putting it on. Here we're all grabbing our swords of the word of God, spoken word of God and just ready to go after the spiritual warfare that we're living in. And so sharing that and then um, just sharing about just giving of our heart of being prepared 
um, as we've heard before here, just having that oil, going after that oil, of buying our oil for what's to come. Because as we know in Revelation, just being able to be before the throne, as we were just singing out today, just being in the presence of God in the throne room. Like that's, that's where we are. That's where we're going to be. And so if you go to the next picture, then uh, it's just at each church um, this time, there was just this invitation of what you just heard, receive it. Say, yes, Lord, I want that. I want this for me. And I want to lay it myself down. I want to put myself out of the equation. And there's people from the whole church just coming up and on their knees before the Lord, crying out to the Lord in desperation. And all the churches that we were at, we were at, had a total of nine different church services with all of us combined. And so just being able to see that be the heart of the Lord for these people, for us, and then see them step into it, of taking that activation of, yes, this is what the Lord is doing now. I want to step into that. And then after that, that's when the outpouring of all the healings came. And so just seeing who the Lord is as so intentional, so detailed about each person's life of wanting to know them and their, what they need, what they're going through. And then as they're laying themselves down, just being able to fill them up more. So if you go to the next picture then. Again, just more time of just praying for healing, going after what's on the people's hearts, even though we're not having conversation with them, as PMP was saying. It's just going through and just touching them. And a lot, not everyone was touched either by one of us on the team. It's to the Lord going through and touching them. And then the next picture, um, I there was actually in the one church a time where we invited people up where we had numerous uh, words of knowledge. And so this was a specific time where we were praying over people who had depression and panic attacks and anxiety and nightmares. Um, and so just being able, again, just knowing that the Lord is touching, like you can just know that his presence is there. I didn't have a translator with me, but Holy Spirit was there. And knowing, like, I could just see in this uh, precious one's eyes after I was done praying, you could just see the shift. After she was willing to step up in front of everyone, after she was willing to just receive from the Lord, the Lord touched her. And I, I, I ended up getting to be the one in the midst of that, just being able to share the peace of the Lord with her. And then the next picture. Um, then um, another time... So uh, the pastors went to multiple different churches, and then there was one Wednesday night in Heliopolis at the City of God, or at Casa de Jesus, excuse me, in Heliopolis at Casa de Jesus, um, where us as a team just got to continue to pour out into the people, and we were kind of, we were like, all right, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And so each of us as a team were asking the Lord what he wanted to share and impart, and so when we got the word, we were able to share it, and it all kind of weaved together of this uh, water and fire and water and fire and just continuing to step into what the Lord was doing, and uh, just being able to be there and 
um, the word that I had gotten was the word fire. And Troy had asked me at one point, he's like, do you have anything to share? I was like, well, all I hear is fire. Like, I mean, and so just being able then when I felt the release from the Lord of, all right, this is the time, it, I went forward and just shared. And it, it wasn't just necessarily like I just stepped in and it went after fire. It was like the words that were literally just shared from, I believe it was Eric right before me, was about the water and the fire going after. And then I stepped in and it was just building upon building with the team member of what the Lord was doing, of Holy Spirit going after these precious ones, which ended up in a time of just the outpouring of Holy Spirit, of his fire, going after the people's hearts of, again, being in that place of wanting to lay yourself down, of wanting to receive new experiences, that it's not just going after the same thing. Oh, I want to receive the fire. This is what it feels like. It's no, I want to experience you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I just want to experience you. And so that's the whole time at every single church, um, just being able to, that was the heart that was shared. I just want to know Jesus. I just want to consider Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to consider Jesus. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how I feel. I just want to know Jesus. And so that was, that was what the Lord did um, in all these church services. So it was pretty incredible. I think that was the last picture I had for me. So, Troy's turn. So, um, just want to keep it moving, but there's so much to share, as you can tell. <laughs> this is only snippets. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to be at Pastor Bill for two of the, at least four, three services. I think two of the main three services he was at. Uh, one was with Pastor Manuel that we've ministered with in the past, and I know Josh and some of the other team members were there, uh, and that was good, but we were at... Um, this church here on, this was last Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah. Um, no, yes. Yes, this was the Sunday before last. Um, and, you know, Pastor Bill just ministered about hearing the voice of God and what that looks like to hear God's voice versus hearing the voice of our flesh, hearing the voice of our soul, hearing the voice of the enemy, the world. And just as he released that and called everyone, everyone came up to the front just to step into a desire to really commit to hearing the voice of the Lord and, and laying their lives before the Lord, uh, as well as, um, you know, the, the next Sunday evening, he was sharing about us being on the throne of our lives, where we like to be in the throne, sitting on the chair. But, you know, Jesus would like to be the one who sits in the throne of our lives. He'd like to be the Lord of our life and not just like it, but that's the best for us. Like he's called us to, as we surrender our lives to him, then allowing him to be the one that, that guides us, directs us, and, and that is our, he goes on to share, is our willing spirit in partnership with the Holy Spirit um, leads us, that it's just amazing uh, the destiny that, that unfolds. And, and again, people just came, filled up the front and uh, just received that, that release of, of committing to wanting to step into submitting to Holy Spirit. Uh, and then here's a short video of just ministering in song. <laughs> Over them.
And just uh, as people were receiving that joy and that peace, he had been releasing um, and just praying over them, and people were just crying and receiving, and our team was going through and praying for people, and they were crying and uh, just receiving from the Lord. Uh, so it's just some incredible times that let them share more uh, about those times as well. And we had the opportunity uh, also to be uh, at City of God, the community there, and, and we had an evening uh, last Friday evening where we just worshiped on the street and just had, we haven't done that before, just standing on the sidewalk on the street, just worshiping. And during that time of just worshiping, you see just set up there, <laughs> music stand, sound box, couple guitars, and and some mics and, and just worshiping in the, the hand drums uh, that we saw salvation. Uh, and we saw Pastor Bill and, and a translator were able to lead a man to the Lord and Pastor Mary Pat uh, and I were able to talk with this other gentleman. This guy uh, came to the Lord. Um, that's Anna, our translator. Um, and then, uh, you know, just as I recall, didn't he just totally bend his knees? Like he got down on his knees and just bent his knees before the Lord and just prayed and everything. It was, it was really cool. Just as just worships going in the background and people are going in and out and purchasing uh, substances constantly through this entire thing. And, you know, we're just releasing worship in that really dark place. Uh, and then I think the next picture is Pastor Mary Pat and I with Edson, who um, received the Lord. And he also had, um, he had fractured his uh, fibula. Um, and so, uh, we prayed for him, that's Edson, and we had a report just from today, yesterday, they saw him and got his number, he wants to connect more, and uh, his leg is feeling so much better, he said. He hadn't been able to get out of his house for months, because this happened clear back in July, um, but just testifying that, you know, just feeling that pain go away and, and being healed. And then I believe um, Inez is online, uh, and I and, uh, was going to just say hi and share testimony uh, and then wrapping it up with Pastor Bill and Pastor Mary Pat, anything else that they wanted to add besides releasing healing and all sorts of people here getting healed and touched and online, <laughs> anything else that's on your heart. But here's, uh, we got Amanda and uh, here in the lower left, and then Ericky and Inez and Janiel, and Hyla was pictured, but there's her name. And we've got Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Glad you could make it. Um, but if you want to turn Inez on, I think she was going to share something there, Inez. Inez, can you hear me? Are you unmuted, Inez? It looks like your mute is on. Ah, uh, there you are. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hi, guys. Hi, guys. We love you, we miss you. We had such a wonderful and amazing time with you here. So it's very hard after you leave, you know, to, to get along with life. But anyway, it's been, it's been amazing. And I just saw a picture of Edson with Troy and Pastor Mary Pat. And um, yesterday, I think, yesterday Eric met Edson and uh, so uh, he, he was great because he was much better than Eric. He was able to talk to him and got his phone number and he's going to meet with him maybe next week for a coffee. So it's great to know that people, you know, after you, you uh, preached and uh, he was saved, 
and now he's really getting stronger in Jesus. So that's uh, that's amazing. So anyway, I don't know if the guys here. I think Jania also wants to give a testimony. Uh, so I'll let him give his testimony. And the Troy and the team, they were evangelizing. And one of the guys that were in this group, uh, he, uh, Javier, knows him from uh, childhood. And I didn't know he hadn't uh, received Jesus as he said. And uh, then I found out that Troy had spoken to him and also the team had spoken to him. And he didn't uh, receive Jesus. Mas em outro dia, quando a Tiana, a Raila e eu vamos evangelizar, e a nós passamos por ele, we, uh, e a Tiana falou para eu conversar com ele. And Tiana said to me, go and speak to him. Enquanto a gente vai conversar com uma pessoa aqui do lado. While we go next door, you go and talk to this. Era a avó dele e a mãe dele. And so Tiana uh, went to his mother and his uh, grandmother's home. E aí, conversando com ele, ele tá, eu disse que ele dava bem bravo. And when I started to talk to him, I saw that he was angry. E eu comecei a falar com ele de Jesus. And I started to talk to him about Jesus. E perguntei se ele queria aceitar Jesus. And I, uh, I asked him, do you want to receive Jesus? Ele falou que sim. And he said yes. Nós oramos. We prayed. E depois ele falou que tinha ficado mais calmo. And after that, he felt better. He felt calmer. E falou que ia tentar conosco de sábado. And he said to us, "Well, we try to be with you on Saturday." Amen. Well, thank you, guys. So good to see you. I don't know if you can hear me through the other link. Um, you know, many times as we were going out, we were able to take the Heart of the Father letters in Portuguese. Uh, we've had it translated into Portuguese and take that out and use that as a tool uh, for, for people. And we were able, uh, last thing I'm going to share, uh, is we had the idea to make special gift bags uh, for the people that were working in that community with substances that should not be worked with. Um, but uh, we won't go into that. But so specifically those people, it's on our heart to reach out to them because a lot of times we see them, we say hi as we go by, but we're not able to, they're working and we can't uh, always engage. So we made up some special, yes, the drug dealers. Um, so, uh, so we made up special gift bags for them. Uh, and so we uh, met with, you know, got talked to some of the higher ups in there and then met with, them and said, hey, we have these special gifts for you guys. We'd like to give them to you. They're here in the church. If you want to come, like, we'd like to bless you with that and just, just pray for your life. And so we did that, and they came in like a stream of just one after the other um, coming in and then got to pray for each of them. And in that process, uh, we were able to lead um, two of them to the Lord uh, in that process, sharing Jesus with them. One lady, uh, which I think we have that photo, and then also uh, a gentleman uh, towards the end, uh, we were able to lead to the Lord. So, so this gentleman, yeah, he, uh, Diego, 
Uh, he gave his heart to the Lord. He was one of the guys selling out on the corner on the street that is kind of like a watchman, and then he sort of does the quick deals for the cars that come in and pop through um, versus the ones who come inside right by the church where they're selling all day. Um, so uh, it was just neat to see him just giving his heart to the Lord. And then uh, also, I'm blanking her name, uh, Carolyn, Caroline, Caroline, uh, maybe, um, was the uh, wife of one of the main guys uh, who's also uh, involved there. So, uh, you know, the Lord just took this creative idea like we do with Redemption for Life, where we take blessings into people uh, here locally uh, in in some dark places. And, and so uh, just, yeah, again, just food items and toothbrushes and toothpaste and just different things, water and whatnot, um, just to bless them. So it was, it was uh, neat, fun to do something new. And uh, I'm going to turn it over and let them wrap this up. One of the great things uh, that happened this year uh, was we had known a couple of pastors and ministered at their churches, at least I did, and uh, they want more relationship, which isn't always the case when you go in and you have a, a, an explosion of ministry and so on. Uh, they thank you, and then they, they say, well, see you next time. <laughs> but uh, these two particular pastors, they've, uh, they've, we've been working on a relationship with one another. Uh, one, of, one of them uh, believes that he uh, may be called to the United States as, as someone that ministers here uh, all the time. I mean, come and live in the United States. And so he may pass through here uh, in the next few months. Uh, just to see if this is the area that he's supposed to uh, move to and minister. Uh, both he and his wife believe that that will happen at some point. They'll move to some place in the United States. But we have this relationship going back and forth between Pastor Manuel and myself and Pastor Bispo and myself. And I went out to lunch with these pastors. You might not think that's too big of a deal, but for our relationship long-term in Brazil, it's a very big deal. And God uh, took it to a new, new level. And uh, the one, Pastor Biz, Bispo, works in Mozambique and India and the very areas that we work in. In fact, he uh, is ministering helping pastor a pastor that has a church in the very province that we have the land on the sea. So we expect that those kinds of relationships are going to blossom. They're going to have uh, kingdom significance, and uh, we will see them overseas in other countries, uh, not just in Brazil and the United States. So that was an awesome thing. Part of the release to Brazil uh, that I felt on my heart, as Troy shared, was that they fine-tune their hearing. And that's the same here, isn't it? Uh, we need to fine-tune our hearing of the Holy Spirit in these beginning of the last days. And so I released that everywhere I spoke in Brazil. And one of the verses that has grown dear to my heart is in John 6, 63. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. And then verse 64, but there are some of you who do not believe. There are some that don't listen 
And they hear it over and over and over again. The words of life. And there are team members in Brazil heard these words of life over and over and over again. Will they follow them when, when they meet the decisions of life that are facing them as young people? Uh, Inez has heard the words of life over and over again, and she is following them. Pastor Giseo, following them. You know, it makes or breaks a person, doesn't it? If they have fine-tuning to the Holy Spirit and they hear these words of life and they follow them, they're not the ones that don't believe. They just don't live it out. If you don't live it out, you don't really believe it. You can come to church. You can, be, uh, you can even be on a mission team or part of a mission uh, thrust in any country and you prove out that you don't really live the words of life. Uh, sooner or later, it will show up, won't it? We'll either leave a legacy of following Jesus or we'll leave a legacy of being a fake. That's the truth. Uh, Judas was a fake. He was a fake disciple. He didn't really believe the words of life that Jesus released, that Jesus himself was the word of life. We can end up being fakes before God. That's somewhere we don't want to be. And I know all these joyous release of healings and deliverances and salvation and coming to the areas of Brazil and so on, they're exciting to hear, but we will have those in our own life or won't have them in our own life by who we're listening to, what we're listening to, if we're really following the words of life. And so that was released to Brazil, and uh, there were some serious people crying out before him as they, as they came forward in the places I was speaking, and I know they were with Pastor Mary Pat as well. There's a cry and a hunger in the hearts of his disciples to hear his words of life and live them out. And so, ah, there's Pastor Manuel there uh, receiving uh, one of our pad folios. It's interesting how many people I'm connected with that love pens <laughs> and pad folios. We, and we just bring the right gifts because of the gifts I would want to receive. I take them down there, and they have the same heart for Jesus and the same heart for padfolios and pens. It's amazing. So if you don't like pens, you better check your relationship with Jesus. That's just what I'm going to tell you right now. There's some connection in the spirit, and I don't know what it is, but we're going to explore it. But, yeah, this is... Uh, the pastor that we met uh, the last time we were in Brazil, and he takes us up to the top of his uh, building, Troy and myself, and he just started sharing these incredible testimonies. They have testimonies to share with us. One of the ones uh, that he shared with us this time was that he had this woman, and she came to the church, and she was interested in what he was sharing. And so he shared the gospel with her. She receives the Lord. He has no idea who she is. After a while, she's been coming and getting discipled and so on. She says, do you know who I am? He says, no. I think she was just curious. You know, are you spending so much time with me because you know who I am? He said, no, I don't know who you are. 
She worked for one of the largest broadcasting or the largest broadcasting companies in Brazil, very famous. And uh, she received the Lord, and she went into her company, and she said, uh, I'm not going to work here anymore. And I said, oh, well, what's the problem? Do we need to give you more money? Do we need to, you know, increase your benefits? I mean, what, what do you need that would keep you here? She says, oh, I can't work here. Well, why not? You've been lying. And I have heard the words of truth, and it set me free. And you have been broadcasting lies. So I'm not going to be part of it anymore. Then she went to uh, one of, she was a lawyer, so she went to one of her clients that was a priest, a mm, lifestyle priest that you wouldn't expect. And uh, she's, she's, he was very famous in Brazil, one of the most famous priests, well-loved, looked up to, everything else. But his lifestyle didn't fit Jesus' lifestyle for a priest or anyone else. So she, she went to him. She had a meeting with him. She says, I can't be your lawyer anymore. Well, why not? She says, you've been lying to the people. And I have come to know the truth, and it's set me free. And so these two positions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, she just gave up because she had met Jesus and it had made a difference in her life. And she was going to take a stand with the ones that she felt were hurting the people. And she spoke out against uh, these two uh, entities that were lying to the people and having a following in Brazil that were taking them in the wrong direction. Very bold. Maybe we wouldn't maybe express it exactly like that, but she just let it fly and told them where she stands. So her husband is a, 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 an incredible businessman in Brazil, has the largest company, if I understand it right, that makes cereal bars. And so uh, he, uh, I don't know whether because of his wife's influence or whatever, but he began meeting with Pastor Manuel and sharing, you know, that I'm not interested in this. I'm interested in witchcraft. I just wanted to hear what you had to say, but I'm not going to leave witchcraft, you know, for this. And so I kept meeting with him, though, and so on. So the last time he met with him, he said, you know, uh, there's something to this. I'm getting much closer to kind of giving my life over. So he was uh, supposed to be involved in some of the meetings we had. We haven't heard exactly whether he came or whether he saw it online or whether you'll see the tape or whatever. Uh, and also, uh, Pastor Manuel continues to minister to him. But he, uh, he has an anointing in business as well, so this guy wants him to be part of his business but there's this ongoing discussion about Jesus in the midst of that. And he is supposed to come to the States and maybe bring an idea that he had to the States to try to sell it to Target and to uh, Walmart and these places that would have lots of cereal bars that they would put it under their kind of uh, label and sell those. So he's in the midst of that. You know, Things are not always so clean, are they? Nice and easy. The person hasn't received Jesus yet, but they're already talking about business together. And so we need to pray for that, that man who is the husband of this wife, and the wife is having influence on her husband, obviously, because he's getting closer to Jesus. But he, 
he's had incredible kinds of contact with very high people in business and in government. Uh, originally, one of the testimonies he gave to us on the, on the rooftop uh, in 2020 was that he, uh, had, the mayor gave him a call one day. And she, you know, she, she said, could you come and meet me at my office? I know it was a, sorry, it was a guy. Um, but the secretary asked if she could, he could meet uh, the mayor at his office. Yeah, sure. So he goes to the office, and the mayor says, uh, I think it was a, a guy, right? Or, or, Oh, the mayor did, right? She had the dream. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, that's right. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna have to. This is too good not to put on the mic. We just had lunch with him together, so he's fresh on this. So, um, the the mayor's office, this region in Sao Paulo, had the highest murder rate the highest crime rate of any region in all of Brazil, is my understanding. Definitely at least in all of Sao Paulo. And it was like 140-some percent higher than any other region um, for their murder and, and crime rate. And so the mayor of the area um, suggested, hey, maybe we should hire a priest to pray over our area, you know. And the secretary to the mayor said, well, you should hire a pastor instead because they pray stronger than priests do. So he said, well, fine, you know, it's your idea. You, you, you find me a pastor that will come and pray over our area. And so um, at some point in time, she had a dream that an angel sh said to her, you need to call Pastor Manuel. Call Pastor Manuel. And she said to this angel, I don't know a Pastor Manuel. And so the angel shows her in this dream what Pastor Manuel looks like. And he's, you know, a shorter individual in, in height. And um, so she then somehow finds his number. I don't know the details on that, but calls him up. And he gets a call from the mayor's office and says, hello, this is Pastor Manuel. Are, are you really? Are, are you Pastor Manuel? Yes. Well, are, are you short? <laughs> Yes, I'm short. Who's calling? This is the mayor's office. Are you able to come down right now? And and um, the mayor would like you to pray over our, our region. Can you can you come down? And so, um, the, you probably can take the story from here. So they literally go up in a helicopter to pray over the city. They go up in a helicopter and they they throw out anointing oil over the city. Okay, the mayor and this pastor. 
But just calm down, Peter. I mean, we should have done this together. So when he gets there for the first time, the mayor begins to describe the condition of the city and there's so much sin, etc. And he says, well, it's good. We can pray for the sin of your area, but what about praying for your own sin? And if you make Jesus Lord of your life, in essence, it's from the top down. So if we can pray for your sin first and you can be forgiven and then it will be from the top down. Then we can pray over your area. So the mayor actually gets saved um, at the first encounter that he has with Pastor Manuel. And then um, they have this Holy Spirit idea of going up in the helicopter and anointing the city. And you can we, we, we stay up here. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that. And then I don't know what time period later uh, in Time Magazine, Newsweek, and so on, uh, it's reported that this is now called the city of peace because they've had such a drop in the murder rate in this city that, that it's published in the United States in these magazines that it, this is now called the city of peace. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got something right out of street. I think he said within like three months time period. Okay. Yeah. So incredible testimonies and there's others you can kind of talk to us personally about those and he'll remember more details than I will and he, he began <clears throat> praying he began praying with the mayor for one hour every I believe he said Tuesday night for one hour with the mayor oh, for their city every week um, consistently so yeah there's more to the mayor's story but we'll talk about it later father we thank you for all of this that you've done and we just released some of the small details, you are doing powerful things in Brazil. And God, uh, there are more than just frontline sowing into Brazil. And there are more pastors sowing into Brazil that are in Brazil. And there are more leaders, God. And there are people on fire. And there are more that can hear clearer now, Father, from our visit going there. They're tuned in to your voice even more. We expect an explosion of evangelism in Brazil. We expect more revival than they've ever seen in Brazil. We speak that out over them, God. And we pray, God, that it would happen here as well, that we will be receiving more of your presence, hearing your voice clearer, and seeing an explosion of evangelism that brings in the harvest here, Father. We thank you for all you're doing, all you are, and we want to tune in to your still small voice with our willing spirit to hear you, God. Not just act like it, not just fake it, but actually hear your voice. Holy Spirit, it should be the sweetest voice we hear. It should be the, the song that we continually hear sung over us, Lord. We receive it from your heart today. And God, we also receive your healing for any parts in our body that need healing. We, if we've not received it yet today, we walk out saying, go ahead, God. Go ahead. You love me. Go ahead. Release your healing to me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. You have, you have uh, surprised us again. You've given awe to us again, Father, being in Brazil and coming back here. And we expect the same here, God. We, accept a, we expect a real increase.
in our lives. We give you all praise in Jesus' name. Amen. See you Tuesday. Yep. I have to give an announcement before anybody leaves, please. It's very important. First of all, before I give the announcement, I want to thank everybody here for being amazing and following in following all the leaders' orders and, and desires who kind of held the ship together while we were gone as well. So thank you for that, and thank you for stepping in and praying and fasting and, and just continuing to support. And so I also want to say thank you to Pastor Gerseo and Casa de Jesus and our team. We stayed at, They stayed at the Mission House. Bill and I stayed at Inez's place, but stayed at the Mission House in Heliopolis, and Pastor Gerseo has constantly been with uh, Frontline since 2004, our first time there, 2005. So this increase that Pastor Bill's talking about will affect positively uh, Casa de Jesus and all the places that we're connecting in for expansion will just be just a greater blessing for all that we do know and love. So Pastor Gerseo sends his love and greetings to you. I want to make sure that that's heard very, very clearly for all of those who, all of us here who love and, and know Casa de Jesus. Next Sunday, I want to put this up if we can look. Everybody look up here, look up on the screen, and tell me who you see. Pastor Jose is currently in Florida. He's been in many different states while we've been in Brazil, and he's coming home here this Friday. And so he will be with us through the weekend, then leave at the beginning of next week. And we're finalizing all of that. But what we have, and we're going to pass all those out right now for people who could take one and give it away if you need to. We're inviting uh, many leaders in the community. We hope churches will come. We're meeting at Light in Christ Church, which is where we have age clubs. And this will be after our cookie... We call it the cookie outreach. It's our Christmas outreach. And I'm really not sure who is speaking into that today as far as details and time. So Sin is not here today. She's not, so I don't really know. Jamie or Carly's not here. So you'll be hearing more about that. I don't really have much to say other than we're doing that, which is next Sunday. And that's going to be after church. Does anybody know the time to gather here? Okay, right after church. So we're having lunch here. Okay, everybody from Frontline, we're gathering here. As soon as we're finished next Sunday, we will have food for you here. Are we getting our own food? We're ha- All right, well, that, there will be food here, and then we're preparing to go to Skyline Terrace. There'll be cookies and all kinds of deployment for whatever we're going to do down there. We knock on doors, pray for people. We're expecting a big harvest. And then after that, we will go to Light in Christ Church, which is where we have age clubs, and then we're having a meeting there, and we are, we are supplying the food for the community that will come. This is not, we're not asking all of the people from Skyline Terrace. We're going to them, ministering to them. This is different. This is going to be for the area churches and leaders and such. Okay, tip, if there's some crossover, cross-pollination, we'll talk about that next week. But generally, this flyer 
is for those in the community, and everybody should have one. And we're going to post this on Facebook or someplace and Instagram and invite the community. So Pastor Jose's last meeting here, I believe, will be Sunday at Light in Christ Church in the evening. He'll be preaching here in the morning. So possibility he'll be here on Tuesday. We'll see. But we're still changing things around, okay? So this will be an opportunity for you to sow into Pastor Jose anything that you wanted to connect with regarding him and his ministry. This is the time because he's coming back home on Friday. We thought it was a little bit earlier, but things have opened up where he's going to be flying to another state. So he's very busy right now. We talked this morning, and he said that just powerful worship. Lord just took him over and just prophetically released amazing words over the, some leaders in that area in Fort Lauderdale or Fort Myers, Florida. And the last picture I want you to see up here, Andy or somebody's putting it up. If you can put the picture of this lady, Carl. I just have this picture of Carl holding her little girl when she was not able to walk. Maybe she toddled around. I don't know. Her name was Ingridgie. This was 16, 17 years ago. And her little girl is now next to Pastor Bill, and she's 16, 17, 18, you know, 18 probably. And she, was, uh, she had gone through a very bad season where some very bad things happened to her, and she's not been right since, very bad. And she's living with her mom. Her mom is Juliana. And those of us who have been to Brazil all these years since 2005, our first trip, We've all met Juliana, and Juliana has a big family, and two of her sons are in prison right now that we ministered to. They were little tykes growing up. So it's a very difficult area to raise people in without Jesus. So Juliana has come back and forth to Casa de Jesus and has had so many situations that would just blow your mind. It, it, they're very difficult. But when we saw each other as the team was preparing to leave, we just embraced each other and cried because I love her and her family. These are some of her children and maybe a grandchild in there, but many, many others that she has. But I believe in her, and I told her that, and she just looked at me, and she just started to cry. And she tried to um, do harm to herself the week before, but she remembered some of the things that she had heard over the years. And she said, I, I just can't. And so God's hand was on her. So as I spoke life into her, Pastor Bill and I prayed for her. She just rose up, came back to life, gave her a stack of the Heart of Your Father pamphlets, because she believes it. She's just having a hard time. And she is going to invite people to her house. And her house is not what you would think a house would look like. It's, it's a place that, when we've been there, we've seen many, many things that aren't good, rats running around, different things. It's very difficult to live and grow up in City of God or Heliopolis. And so she's had a very hard life. So anyway, she's going to get coffee. We gave her food, gave her help, physical, uh, financial help as well. And... I have a vision, I believe that, Lord willing, with this new beginning for her, 
that she will be one of the first fruits in Heliopolis with a solar audio Bible, bringing people who don't know how to read, even some who may know how to read some, some into her place. And we're going to get the word of God going. It's not just for the Jovens. It's not just for you know, certain ones that we've mentioned so far. So this would be an example of someone who has struggled all the way through all these 16 years who wants Jesus and wants to walk with Jesus now. Isn't that great? So I just want to lift her up in this, all of this today to show you, to say to the Lord and to all of us that the Lord has given us a long-term plan and he's expanding that. We've been in many cities, not just Sao Paulo, many places in Brazil, and the Lord has given us prophetic pictures, words, visions, and we believe this is a time and a place and a season of launching. New partnerships, new places. We're involved, as you know, with Iris Global and other places and others that are, are not connected in there. So we're going and expecting a great big harvest, especially with all that the Lord's doing, opening up the country, especially with all the heartache of the new political regime that's in or that seems to be in, especially people are desperate. So, Father, we just thank you for desperation for you. And we thank you, Lord, that we are trusting you as you've led us, Father, to go to Brazil and to be your hands and feet to do what you're calling us to do. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for all that you accomplished while we were there using us. But, Lord, nothing would happen without you. We can't do anything. We can do nothing without you. So we thank you, Lord, that today that each one of us has heard more, seen more, sensed more, received more of who you are, of your presence. In your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy, which also means courage and boldness. So we thank you, Lord, for the release of courage and boldness in this place where joy, joy, true joy of who you are, knowing you, celebrating you, considering you, loving you, focusing on you is all we really are called to do. And then you empower us to take the steps that you've led us to take. Father, may we not be confused calling something your voice when it's not Holy Spirit. That would be treacherous for any of us. So, Lord, we just lift up you. And, Father, we bow down humbly before you that we would walk out in lifestyles with lifestyles of repentance, lifestyles of pouring ourselves out so it's not our way, our opinion. Father, I thank you that no arrogance and pride can last in any way in a place where your name is lifted up. So we thank you, Father, for deep humility in this place, for those who are watching, Father, for each one of us, that we would grow closer and closer to hear what you think, what you want, what you're doing and desiring. We thank you for true godly honor. And we thank you, Lord, that we are in awe of how great you are, how big you are, that you will take us to the ends of the earth to accomplish your will and your purposes, not our own. We give you praise. We thank you. And we worship you in spirit and in truth, not just today, but the rest of our lives. We say yes and amen, that this is a season and a year and a new area of deeper gratitude, 
deeper thanksgiving, not just a holiday, but thanksgiving for who you are. We thank you, Lord. We just thank you and praise you. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy of all honor, all glory, and all praise. And we love you so much, Lord. We just thank you for this extra time. Thank you. Bless each one here. Bless them and strengthen them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you all for supporting this venture to Brazil in Brazil. Thank you, G7, Inez. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Pastor Jerseo and everyone else who's been part of this. We love you, and we just give God glory. And just so that you know, guys, I got a text from Tom Wilkes after we prayed for healing, okay? Tom, are you still here? And he came in with pain, and you know what? He got healed in worship here, healed in worship, because he came in and he said, Lord, I need this pain to go, okay? Lord, I'm trusting you. And as he's worshiping the Lord, he was healed. Amen? Praise God. Thanks, Tom, for sending that. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you need any additional information about Frontline Ministries International or Frontline Worship Center, you can visit us on the web at www.frontline-ministries.org or email us at info at frontline-ministries.org or you can contact us by phone at area code 330-837-8399.